what is going on? Ah, I'm so happy. Då är vi tillbaka. Nytt avsnitt av Tiltad och Klar är här igen. Och jag sitter med Jerry och... Den här veckan har Jerry hittat en mycket, mycket speciell gäst till oss och det kommer bli lite speciellt. Ni som inte är vana vid att prata engelska, ni får jag vet inte, använda något hjälpmedel, översätta till engelska för att idag kommer det pratas engelska. Och Jerry har bett om att få ratta det här lite, hålla lite koll. Det är han som har gjort mest research så att jag lobbar över till Jerry helt enkelt. Thank you for that, Mr. Oxygen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yesterday we have a guest that is from Norway and uh, might not be uh, you have to excuse me and might not be the most uh, well-known poker player but he is doing something that I found so incredible that I think this will be uh, this is the podcast I've looked forward to the most and that is why I have invited Steven Inglesias welcome to Tiltad and Klar Tiltad and klar. Yo 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 yeah thank you uh, thank you to be here yeah I've been listening to this podcast uh, uh, every every day for uh, for last week and uh, yeah it's a great podcast and I'm honored to to be here uh, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm glad to hear that you uh, you know caught up on the episodes I know when we talked you you just heard about the podcast and you were gonna listen to our episode with uh, Robin Ullitalo that uh, I suppose you played a lot of poker with uh, when you because you're a tournament player right nowadays uh, yeah right now right nowadays I am a tournament player but before I was mainly a cash game player but now I'm so in love with tournaments so no more cash games just tournaments <laughs> I feel I'm glad to hear now. it <laughs> <laughs> okay so why is it what you do when you play poker is so special tell us Um, yeah, the reason why it's special is because uh, there's probably no other people who, who does this, uh, especially not uh, streaming it, it as well. I know there's one other guy who uh, plays the World Series of Poker every um, uh, every uh, year, the main event. Um, he's, al- he's also blind, like me. Uh, I think he was born blind, and he was my inspiration to to pursue poker uh, post losing my eyesight because I had eyesight for um, 25 years. Uh, so when I lost it, um, I thought my poker career was over um, until I met my good friend Daniel. Um, started off with a friendship. Um, started off with me trying to coach him because uh, he wanted to become better. And uh, I decided to stake him in the Norwegian championship which meant that I had to coach him for six months straight. And my passion for poker became even stronger than when I had eyesight because uh, um, you have a lot of other things to do with, with eyesight as well than poker. You know, uh, our playing Counter-Strike, um, our uh, watching a lot of like TV shows and going to the gym a lot. And our going to become a personal trainer as well when I had eyesight. And all those things, I, I didn't do any of those things anymore besides going to the gym. So when I play, start to play poker again, my fire was back and my passion was back. And 
I loved it even more. Um, so yeah, I, I love poker so much, and I can't believe me not playing. <laughs> that I'm so glad to hear this because this like sounds like an like impossible obstacle to get over when you're like when you lost your eyesight and like you you literally need to look at your cards you think when you play poker but if you have someone who can help you and just tell you what cards you have you can play poker as well and that is absolutely amazing of course uh, it's like you can't play like uh, counter-strike you can't play like uh, most sports at least i don't know if there are sports where you can play when uh, when you lost your eyesight but uh, it's uh, so cool so tell us what what happened then like what did you know you were gonna lose your eyesight or was it an accident or uh, no, I didn't know. Um, I knew that my uncle, he had a really bad eyesight. But back then they didn't have um, the, uh, the, the equipment and, and, and shit to, do, to, know, to find out what type of disease he had. So when I got my eyesight disease in 2014, it took actually three months before I found out the name of the disease. Uh, which it was a long time and it started gradually I, I started to lose my eyesight on my right eye it was like a small blind spot on my, my right eye in the beginning of 2014 and uh, I started to do all these tests um, but no result like all, all the results were negative so uh, my eye doctor just told me that um, yeah it looks like it's just get, getting worse and worse uh, looks like uh, you might go blind on your right eye but they told me that uh, in these cases, we've seen these a lot, and it's extremely rare that this is going to happen on your left eye as well. So I were calm. I didn't stress about it. I were like, I can still play poker. My life is still fine. So there's no reason to stress. There's no reason to get anxiety about it. Um, but three months, um, um, yeah, three months out in 2014, uh, my right eye was extremely bad. I had like 5% vision left. Um, and that was when um, my left eye started to go blind as well. The same shit happened on my left eye uh, three months out in 2014. And that was when I got really stressed. Um, took maybe two weeks or something after losing uh, a bit of my eyesight, so my left eye. Um, and then I heard... Uh, what type of disease it was and that there was no cure and I had probably three four months before uh, my left eye was uh, gonna be just as bad as my right eye so I had three more months with um, yeah with vision before uh, I was legally blind so that was extremely extremely uh, tough times I remember that uh, in 2012 I, I read this article about this young boy um, stood in an article that uh, yeah all he wanted to do was like watch his favorite team before he's gonna uh, go blind like four months from now and I, I read that article and I was oh my god hope that doesn't happen with me that's the worst thing ever because my life back then was just playing poker and uh, sitting uh, sitting on a computer basically 90% of the day so I, I couldn't imagine me go blind that was like getting the message you have four months more to live uh, that was so harsh you know uh, but uh, I'm pretty proud of how I handle it uh, because um, um, when I heard about it uh, my disease I did a lot of research and I found out that um, there's no cure 
but you know taking care of yourself like eating healthy especially antioxidant that might slow down the process um just a healthy lifestyle in general so for the next seven months uh i went to the gym every day i went to the soccer field sprinting while using my eyesight and i ate extremely healthy I ate half a kilo's blueberries every day for seven months oh. to get in those <laughs> antioxidants. <laughs> blueberries, that's not cheap in Norway. No, it cost me a fortune uh, eating half a kilo of blueberries. <laughs> so yeah, I'm here today. Uh, the blueberries didn't help, but... <laughs> you did but, your uh, best yeah. at least. Yeah, I did my best. Yeah, yeah. So that's my story. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, it's so it's so sad to hear about it when you talk about like the article you read about uh, this young boy who just wanted to see his team and like yeah, it's it's it hits you right in the feels like they say and um but once again like that you managed to overcome it and still do this uh, play poker at the level you play like and it's not like you're very good at poker, it seems like. From what I've seen, you're very like... Um, when you articulate how your thought process, process works, it's like you're a lot better than most people that play poker. And you can clearly see that you're not like... You're not just playing poker. You're actually like... A, what do you say? Like a professional poker player. It's not like, you know, this guy is just like... Uh, you know, he can just... You know, we just think you say it's good because it's blind and play poker. No, you're actually would actually be considered a good poker player, whoever you were, and that is actually very cool. It's not like, yeah, I stumble upon the words now, but uh, yes, like one <laughs> credit what like, when we're speaking English. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not that common for us as well. Okay, uh, but now you uh, you started streaming on Twitch. Is that uh, new or is it how long have you been doing that? Yeah, so first of all, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I do compete. Um, I try to compete on a, on a high level, even though I'm blind. I, I think I'm, I'm, I still can. Like last time I checked, I was number three on Pocket Fives in Norway. Uh, but now I had two weeks with um, less poker, so I think I fell a little bit off. And, and the, the one guy I do study uh, with, the, uh, one of the, my Norwegian friends that I do study a lot of poker with, he's like, like number one or two on uh, pocket fives uh, so i do have good good friends around me who's really really good in poker and that helps a lot and when it comes to twitch i started to twitch um 10 months ago um, um uh, daniel was helping me in cash games mostly and then we decided to <clears throat> to twitch throughout scoop last year so that was the first time we started to twitch um so after scoop we went break even, so it was a fine scoop, actually. Uh, I didn't play that good, but uh, I was happy with my results, even though I didn't play my best. So after scoop, we took, took a couple of weeks off, and it was so fun, you know, streaming throughout scoop. So we decided to keep going, and uh, even though we didn't stream consistently throughout 2020, um, at the end of the year, we decided to take it really, really seriously, actually. So... Uh, we have two PIO sessions uh, on Monday and Wednesdays where we just study. And since Daniel have a work, we just play on Friday, Saturday and on Sunday. So just three times a week. Uh, so uh, since September to now, we have been on an upswing uh, after being on a downswing. Um, 
I think that's because the Pio sessions and uh, because we play more consistently now than yeah. before. So 10 months of streaming. Yeah. Just to clear for every one of our listeners, Pio is a Pio solver. So it's like studying uh, with with solvers. And uh, I was going to talk about this the thing with cash games and tournaments because uh, I've seen you on Twitch and like how you handle all like tables at the same time. Well, the first time I play, uh, watched your stream, you were actually talking about this. Is like, we've never played this many tables for this long. And you played seven tables, I remembered. And... That is just beyond something else because I have two of my closest poker friends who are very, very good poker players. They do not play seven tables at once. They play six tables caps and they can see their own cards. So that makes this, put this in perspective, it's uh, very, very cool. And But what I was going to talk about is like you played cash games before and that seems a lot easier because... The situations are very more, much more similar to one another. You are always on the same stack, that basically, and uh, you know it's more. What do you say, monotone uh, situations? Mm. So, uh, did you find the transitions to tournaments hard for that reason? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Straight up facts that cash games is much easier, especially for me, because uh, the worst thing about tournaments for me is that uh, the EV, you know. Um, the money is uh, when you're deep in a tournament. That's when you have to do great decisions. Six or seven hours into the, into, into the tournaments. And that's where my mental fatigue fades off a little bit. Uh, because uh, um, it's hard, you know. Uh, I can give you an example on, on how it uh, sounds like when I play poker. So Daniel is telling the action. So he's saying like, okay, you have four hands here. King queen under a gun, ace queen in a cutoff, uh, seven three offset in a big blind, and then you lost you, uh, on, the, on, the, <laughs> on the button. <laughs> okay, with king queen, uh, you open big uh, big blind calls, and with seven three limp from the small blind. Jack man suited uh, option on you, um, <laughs> sixty blinds effective, and with ace queen open uh, three bets. Uh, yeah, I recall for betting or folding. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's how it sounds like. And then we have the flop <laughs> and the third and river. <laughs> I actually, I, mean, I, I watched your stream yesterday and yeah. I got like anxiety for watching for like five minutes. <laughs> I was like, how the hell does he do this? Because yeah. it's so stressful and you're so calm somehow. It was like he's, and I was wondering every time Daniel asked you about a hand, I was wondering like, did he hear? Did he? Is he thinking? What is he doing? And I was like, and then you answered, and then it was just fine. And I was like, this must be the most difficult thing ever to do on seven tables. It was like, it's mind blowing yeah. to me how you can do it. Even playing like two tables cash game must be rough, but playing seven <laughs> tables, and of course, you don't get seven good hands all the time. But it happens, like you get yeah. four or five good hands at a time, or not even good hands, like hands you need to play, or mm. you're forced to play somehow. And even though there's like, of course, there's super easy decisions in tournament poker as well, but there's a lot of hard decisions, especially deep in tournaments or deep stacked in tournaments it's super impressive and everyone listening to this you need to watch this stream because it's it's uh, like you you can't complain I, I think it's rough for me streaming and playing like 
two, three tables, I lose a lot of focus on my poker game when I stream. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, it's a big fuck you to me to like, you have nothing to complain about. Try playing seven tables with a blindfold on. It's, uh, it's I mean, we, we should try it. Everyone should just try it one time and like yeah. see how it is. Like, I think yeah. there is probably only Annette Ubristar that has tried it. What? Right? She won a tournament <laughs> yeah. playing blindfolded, didn't she? Yeah. But yeah, she yeah, at yeah. least she looked at a flop turner river, but she she never looked at the cards. I think. But yeah, it's it's super impressive and if you want to check out steven's twitch and you really should it's blind guy 789 yeah i appreciate that uh, of course uh, it's been it's been times when um yeah the downswing was pretty bad uh, in 2020 compared to my bankroll even though i had really good bankroll management i still lost like two thirds of my bankroll so that was when i um understood that this is not like cash games on cash games i were just con constantly winning and then i started to play tournaments in 2020 and it went downhill um okay the first three weeks it went really really good i, I was uh, not playing that good i was just lucky i guess got two mm. big scores uh and also that was in the beginning of the corona in, in um, last last year like uh, april so people were were probably much worse, I guess. <laughs> uh, so then I was lucky; I got some two two good scores, but downhill from there. Uh, and I understood that I have to do some um, some changes because uh, my mental fatigue—it's like fading out. Like when I'm deep in the tournament, so doing so many mistakes, I think my brain is not uh, capable of playing poker for so long. So what what I did, I started with the morning routine in September, where I you know to, to cool cold showers for like one minute like on absolutely coldest i started to meditate every day uh, the wim hof method breathing exercises everything just to you know um uh, help my focus and help uh, my fatigue uh, just to um play my a game whenever i'm deep in the tournaments and that's uh, has been a game changer and working with Pio Solver as well has been a game changer. So I have good hopes for the future that what I'm doing now is gonna give me some really good results in 2021. I really believe that. Yeah. I, I could see Jerry smirking when you told him. I was just thinking him, like if you're uh, being on our, our yeah. boss would be here. It's like uh, if he would hear this and like talking about cold shower, he would just like click the red button here to close, to finish the conversation. I, it's just like a funny <laughs> joke where where he he were talking about. Um, this is like a, they used to bet on Scoop and W Coop. It was like Elena and C. Darwin against Pads and like Ben C. B. or something. And they were like, and they were always like, Joe and D. Lena and C. Darwin are a bit more chill than the average poker player. And like, they're just very talented. Maybe not, like, it's not fair to say that they don't work hard but like they are more chill than most people don't take everything so serious and then like pad's talking about taking cold showers every day and it's like mm. yeah and they and they still they still got crushed like but yeah i i just want to come to the point is that we obviously like meditating and cold showers is like it's it's good for your uh it's it has a lot of benefits but um we usually talk about it like it's like uh 
the culture of like it for some people when some people talk about this it's like okay if you if you start doing the these things you're like clicking a button like this is doing you from being like a, uh, a losing poker player to a winning poker player because you do these things it's uh it's not that it's not that simple right but uh, it's in, in stuga we call them kalbadare yeah it's uh, <laughs> it's it's the type of poker players mm. that we uh, you, you that we don't like no i'm just kidding but <laughs> uh, i think actually that's it's like i can see that a lot of myself when i know for sure i'm not studying nearly as much as i do as i need to and it's like a way for yourself to like tell people or tell yourself that they're only like nerds who to take cold showers and <laughs> study solvers all day. I just, I just need to look at a man yeah. and know I know what he's having or like, uh, yeah, it's an excuse for yourself, for yeah. yourself not to study or not to be better in poker. But yeah, um, uh, I actually I need to cut in here with a question um, because you 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 talked about being fatigued and you talked about how Daniel is referring hands or. Um, how you to or how you make the decisions and he plays uh, or clicks the button i should say um how do you actually does it look like tables in your head for some how do you f- visualize when you're playing and he you have like three hands running do you have like three tables in your mind somehow how do you remember the hands do you have any like special technique or do you have have you developed any special like technique for it or are you just good remembering stuff um i think my memory improved after i lost my eyesight yeah for sure yeah of, yeah of course it did because uh um you just just use your brain more i think uh, you have to remember more shit <laughs> whenever you're blind uh, especially when you play poker so maybe your brain is like a muscle right and when you play yeah. a ton of poker your memory becomes stronger but i have some techniques of course when i stream especially when i'm multi-table i i repeat the hands that daniel says uh, if daniel says like okay jack nine suited in the cutoff i repeat okay jack nine suited in the cutoff and then i'll say ace queen under the gun and i repeat ace queen under the gun so i repeat yeah. it to myself Uh, loudly and that's a technique I use and um, yeah when it comes to you know cold showers and and uh, shit like that I didn't do that uh, when I had eyesight uh, and uh, (laughs) I I started to do it because uh, it's easier for me to get into the flow state when I play poker and that's the most important thing for me to get into the flow state because uh, I've tried to play poker with a hangover (laughs) post losing my eyesight and I'm just timing out timing out on all the tables I'm just timing out every time I just (laughs) can't think clearly so I'm just asking oh what happened here what was my hand here and that's not uh, how I can I can play like that I have to be in the zone you know when I play <laughs> I just came to think about a funny thing that used to happen. Uh, we, talk, we were talking about uh, Robin Illetal and Robinho, and um, 
we always used to swap back in the days and and he would come to me like every other sunday it's like i ah, know we can't we can't swap today i'm too hangover and every every <laughs> single time he has been the biggest tournament of the day <laughs> it, it never stroke wrong i like he was <laughs> he's so much better hangover it's like it was not like 12 tabling then he was playing four tables and like sitting there chilling and playing you know his uh, classic 12 percent vpip or something like that you know and uh, worked out every time so um but uh, yeah. here it's not for everyone. I think cold showers beat hangovers for sure in uh, preparation <laughs> for a Sunday session. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Um, but something I want to touch about when we were into Twitch and uh, your friend Daniel is, uh, is there ever mistakes made where like, you know, because like if I were him and, you know, maybe you he doesn't, he didn't say wrong or you heard wrong or like but he could say wrong but he says so many things that like when it's queen nine four mm -hmm. he might say jack nine four and that could make yeah. such a big difference and he must feel terrible but it's so human for him to do these mistakes yeah 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 i mean there's so many times when i thought that i heard wrong so many times and then i listened back to the replay and uh uh yeah it was my mistake so many times, like I heard the wrong thing, and I'm like blaming him. Now oh, you said Queen Nine Seven. That's, <laughs> I, uh, I watched the hand where yeah. that exact thing happened. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, know yeah, if you remember happened. the hand. You had uh, you three bet on the bottom with seven six of spades, or seven six suited, mm. uh, versus a cutoff open, and the flop was Ace mm. Nine Nine. And mm. he, you went, he went check. You bet thirty percent. Call the mm. turn was another nine. You bet turn mm. again. He called, and the river you shoved, and he called. Yeah, and and yeah, Daniel yeah. said ace queen, and you were like ace high. No, no, no. It was ace nine nine nine. You were like no, no, no. You said king nine nine nine, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I was so confu confused because you bet on the flop and got called, and you bet on the turn yeah. and got called, and I was like, he for sure must be shutting down now. And you was like shove, and I was like, what? Wait, what, what's this? And then then I got, I was like, okay, he he heard the hand wrong. So, uh, but it's, it must be so oh, stressful man. even for Daniel or oh, for you. Of, and of but, course, you bring up that time. That's the the, the worst. <laughs> Pumped I made. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm oh my god! Sorry. People think I'm the worst now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that I heard wrong. But I remember when I played a 10k six max in in Vegas. Oh my god! Yeah, that was funny because uh, I um, then I actually said the wrong hand, uh, the wrong flop. I mean, the wrong flop. But that was Oof. pretty early in our uh, career, and uh, I had pocket fives <clears throat> in the 10k six max. It was a shot take for sure <laughs> that back then. Uh, it was my fifth live tournament ever after losing my eyesight to 10k six packs. And he, he said the flop was, uh, um, I think it was king, king nine five, king nine five. And I check raised the flop and he started to bump my knee like, what the fuck? Well, I, I like, uh, can I hear my hand again? And then he whisper, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Uh, you have <laughs> you have nothing <laughs> and i'm like oh fuck <laughs> and i was after jack racing <laughs> i'm like oh, oh i thought i had a set <laughs> uh, and i got called and i just checked folks the, the third so that cost me a little bit uh, it's good oh you didn't God. get stubborn at least 
It would have been bad, yeah. a bad way to to uh, exit a tournament, yeah. hearing the wrong thing on the flop and then just going with it. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've all been there. We're like, okay, you you do something in the heat of the moment. You maybe free bet the hand that you shouldn't, and then like you sit there on the flop and like you know you start seeing you start seeing your backdoors with your queen four suited. I shouldn't have free bet in the first place, and then you start see betting, and then you bet the turn, and then you shove the river, and you just look like a massive dog. <laughs> because you couldn't like if you've done yeah. one mistake you might just do like do four in the same hand but yeah. <laughs> but you actually did kind of well in this uh, 10k six max i remember i was actually sitting kind i was not playing that tournament i was playing another tournament was uh, just a couple of wa- tables away from you because people started talking about like there's like there's a blind guy playing poker at the other table. Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, uh, but uh, you finish in the money at least, and uh, that's pretty yeah. good when you take a shot for 10k. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it is like yeah, it was a funny tournament. Uh, I remember Scott Seaver came over, and, like, stood there counting the the players, and like, what the fuck is this? A six max, seven <laughs> players. What the fuck? Um, so yeah, I explained to Scott Seaver that. <laughs> like stood stood there with like a big question mark on his face, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, in the 10k6 max, uh, that was uh, as I said my fifth live tournament, my fifth. So uh, we went to Vegas to play some cash games, uh, and uh, Daniel was checking out the schedule uh, to find out uh, to find out what tournament we could play because I, I was playing like two three tournaments in Vegas maximum. That was my plan, and just play cash games. Um, so then Daniel said, okay, there's like no like really good tournament before like day four that's the monster stack uh there's the 10k um the second day though but that's stupid to play right and i'm like oh, <laughs> is it though <laughs> is it stupid though because like then, the, the 10k six max isn't that like it must be the probably the worst 10k yeah. like mm. it, there's so good players usually in that event it used it, yeah. it, it, it used to be i should say i don't know if if it's like super heavy this these days but i i remember them talking about like the six max 10k is one of the best fields or worst fields depending on how you see it uh, every year so um yeah it's pretty yeah. cool it, good, good sure. to take a it shot in sure. cash at least <laughs> yeah, because I remember I, I, I thought that like uh, before I lost my eyes, I was like, yeah, tournament players, they're, they're the worst. So tournament players, they're not good, right? <laughs> so, so I said to Daniel, what's the levels? It's like 84, five, 85 minute levels and it's six max. Oh, I'm going to play so many hands then. So if I just end up on table with like tournament players and no cash game players, then I'm just going to crush those people, right? <laughs> and he's like, uh, yeah, but it's pretty expensive though. It's 10k. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. It's going good in the underground cash game. So in Norway, so let's take a shot, bro. He's like, uh, yeah, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, you know, tournaments player, right? they're the worst. Oh. <laughs> and then, and I knew nothing back then. 2017, I didn't know what Piosolar was. I didn't know what GTO was. I, know, I knew nothing because, uh, you know, I hadn't played poker for like two years. And then, you know, jumped in the 10K6 mox blind and I drank white wine just enjoying myself. <laughs> didn't have to guess. <laughs> I like, I knew, I didn't, I, I didn't even knew the players who I were playing against on day one because Daniel, he, he knew not, no players. Like to my right, we had a guy with a super high rollerball cap and he was splashing around. So I thought this has to be a fun player, right? So after, after day one, I played a lot of hands against him as well. And after day one, Daniel checked out, uh, the people 
uh, on the field who was left. He's like, oh, this guy, we sat with this guy. He was to us to our right. I'm like, oh, um, oh yeah, yeah, the fun player, right? He's like, no, uh, Ben, uh, ben Tolerin or something. <laughs> like, oh, that's Ben 86. <laughs> and I, that's not a fun player. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah but that that's yeah. usually we were talking about this before on the podcast i think with the, like uh, it used to be what people thought what cash game people uh, were thinking about tournament plays that they were absolutely trash like at poker in general and it was probably kind of true because they didn't put in the effort uh, like the cash game players did used uh, used to do but now it's too tough to not like try to become good at tournaments. But tournaments used to have so so many fun players, and some regs were just atrocious. So you didn't need to do that much to become a winning player. That's not the case anymore. So now it's uh, the level has um, the level of play has evened out between cash game players and tournament players. And uh, I just got told the other day by my good friend Kwasan that uh, that. Ryan Fee, the Top close thing. companion of uh, Dog Polk, had tweeted something like that tournament players are shit these days. Like, like they're still shit players. And like he doesn't even play poker. And like <laughs> it act- it's actually like the same players playing the biggest cash games online that the same tur- and tournaments. Like it's Michael Adamo and it's like Linus Love plays all the tournaments and the cash games. Like, yes, you can consider him a cash game player, but. Uh, like it's it's still like it's not that big of a difference anymore between like who plays what, and um, so yeah, it's it, nowadays it's a stupid statement. When you said it, probably had some, uh, <laughs> you know, it had some substance. But um, <laughs> back in 2014, <laughs> it was probably as true as it could be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was because Solvers came out uh, in 2014 when I lost my eyesight, and then all the tournaments players become crushers and they want to study the solvers you know? <laughs> especially those yeah um yeah and uh, when, when we were touching on live to, uh, live versus online what do you prefer like um, and uh what do you think is most fun to start with uh the most fun uh yeah for sure it was live uh, but um, right now when i'm streaming i think streaming is so fun that it's pretty close actually because now i can you know interact with the chat and uh Everyone sees my cards. I'm gonna tell out my thought process out loud, and I love that actually. I love that so much. Um, but if I could choose, yeah, I think I would choose. Uh, I would choose like a a big buy in in, um, <clears throat> in Las Vegas or something. That's uh, always uh, a much better experience than whatever you play online. Um, yeah, so live, I would pick live. Uh, I think I would pick live. Yeah. And I also wrote a question, which is easier, but I assume live poker is a lot easier. Uh, yeah, um, it is easier because, uh, you know, then you can relax more and um, and uh, less mistakes, I guess, uh, yeah. made from uh, both me and Daniel. I don't hear the wrong flops and Daniel is mostly saying the right flops. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Except uh, when you play 10Ks, then, then yeah. he starts doing the mistakes. Like. Yeah, that, that's when he's sloppy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe he was angry with you. Or... 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember the 10K six flags that Patrick Leonard on my table. He wrote uh, about me on the Facebook. I didn't know who Patrick Leonard was back then. I followed mm. the Kings to him uh, when he had aces, actually. And he wrote uh, on Facebook like this blind person drank white wine the whole day one, <laughs> sitting there crushing me. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, we're on the subject here of live poker, something that uh, some people neglect a lot and some people think is, and I'm one of those persons, that there is a lot of fi- lot of things you can see. You are two people giving away live tells. That is a disadvantage. Like, do you think that would ever be a, could be a common problem that someone could actually find something on Daniel when you play? Oh, yeah. I had, I had countless of helpers uh, throughout the years, uh, actually. Uh, Daniel has been the main one, but Daniel has to work. Uh, so he can't really come on that many live stops together with me. Yeah, but Daniel yeah. is for sure the one who gives away the, the least, I would say, because... Uh, uh, even on a 10k6 max, Daniel was pretty nervous, but uh, he was using using his his uh, hoodie and sunglasses throughout the tournament mm-hmm. uh, to not mm-hmm. give away something because he really really cares. But yeah, some some uh, assistants. Uh, I have heard some assistants gave away uh, some live tells uh, before, mm-hmm. and I had to fire those guys. <laughs> <laughs> it would actually be better to like have a new assistant for every tournament you play that knows nothing about poker that just tells you what's on the cards and what's on the flop and that's it that you can't get any live reads of a person that doesn't know what they're doing but of course that's like it's impossible to do that so that's it's super cool that you found an assistant that have a good poker face that's a good thing yeah 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 you know the 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 the, the one i talked about uh, he's playing the wsop every year he's blind um, and he has an assistant who does no poker. Uh, that's mm. perfect for him because he can't give anything away. So, um, but, uh, you know, I, I usually have friends as helpers. Uh, that's what I enjoy having. And my friends do play poker. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't want to go on a poker trip with some random guy who I don't even know. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, that, that's of course. Fun. No, no, of course. That's... If I'm taking this to, to you, then you, you played poker before you lost your eyesight and did you use like reading people a lot and do you still use it by talking more to people or uh, do you just pretty much stick to yourself when you're playing live yeah that's a funny thing because um uh, first time I ever watched poker I didn't even know the rules I watched the word poker tour on the television and uh, I saw this I viewed this game as a game where you had to be a good actor that's what I thought because uh, when I were young I wanted to be an actor so I thought this game is perfect for me so the first live tournament I played uh, I just barely knew, knew the rules and I won the tournament. Uh, I, I was playing like Will Kasuf, you know, talking people into folding or calling and, uh, <laughs> and doing all those shit. You know? And yeah, that's that's how I played live tournaments when I had eyesight. I was talking a bunch and trying to, you know, get my opponents to fall when I, I, um, I were bluffing and uh, vice versa. So I do this uh, as well uh, now when I play live. I do talk to my opponents, but people think maybe that I'm 
some sort of you know superhuman that are gonna pick up everything if they talk back so people usually don't say anything back so (laughs) i just usually don't do that anymore because people don't want to give anything away anyways so that's pretty sad though but if people talk to me i can pick up that's like sad you have to like um I I don't know. Get them to petty talk to you, like get them to feel bad, and then talk to you. That's like uh, forcing them to talk to you, pr- pretty much. Uh, but uh, um, I was thinking about something. Uh, Jerry, you might need to cut in. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, but if you talk about, uh, you said you play, you you touched on something that could be a bit sensitive. Poker in Norway, which is not like legalized the same way it's in Sweden. We see a lot of Norwegians at uh, casinos in Sweden. A lot in Gothenburg where I used to live. There was a lot of Norwegian guys on like weekends and stuff. What do you, um, what do you like, uh, did you you used to play some or do you play some? How does it work? Or do you only Uh, play like, I know you have the Norwegian championship and that's like allowed mm. because you do (laughs) There's so many yeah. people, and there you yeah. send it on a pretty big channel on TV as well. I know yeah. one year at least. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it is uh, you know, uh, it's legal with tournament poker. So I do play live, uh, not now because Corona, obviously. But uh, it's really popular uh, poker. Uh, it's really popular. We don't have many famous Norwegian poker players. You know, probably Johnny Laden before, and now it's like Preben Stockan and you know Aspen Ulm but it's more unknown so you don't have many like familiar poker players but uh, people love poker in Norway we have big 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 Facebook groups and uh, as you said the Norwegian championships um, going on two times a year one time in Dublin one time in Norway and those attract a lot of players the main event uh, has like yeah for sure over a thousand players every year so, yeah, that's that's crazy comparing that. this to Sweden. Uh, it was like I I don't know the numbers of the Swedish championship, but it's always outnumbered by a lot yeah. about the I Norwegian had, uh, championship. It's not like I remember who, how many people we had in 2017, but I think it was exactly 288 because <laughs> I won that wow. tournament. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> but like I think I think I know Preben, as you mentioned, won this tournament one year, and I'm gonna mm. look up how many people. I think it was over 2,000. I'm not. I might uh, be exaggerating a lot here, but there was so many people. Mm. Um, he won a hundred and seventy-two k dollars. Yeah, it was two thousand one hundred and twenty-three, and we got two eighty-eight the year after. Yeah. Yeah. That is so sad. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, that's and, insane. And, and also, I, 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 uh, you talked about you have the one in uh, Dublin as well. It's always mm. connected with the Irish Open, which I used to go to, and I, mm. I splash in some cash game from time to time at the Norwegian mm. Championship, which is kind of a mm. good spot to be in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Norwegians <laughs> like the difference, though. The same thing here. We have a Swedish Championship outside of Sweden as well. We usually go to Malta or Tallinn or something. The difference is still like massive number difference. Uh, and also, Norwegians are there to just have fun, to party, like Swedes as well, mm. but not at the same level. Like, 
like if you played in like when I see the Norwegian Championship, I imagine people like six out of nine players are drunk at the table, and I think that is so much fun that it's just like a festival, like not only drinking but like having fun, partying, and like yeah. Yeah, like being there for having a good time, not just to play poker. And I think that is absolutely wonderful, and I wish I were Norwegian when I <laughs> when I see that. For some for some reason, I think like when I think of Norwegians drinking and having fun. There's yeah. like they are less decadent than Sweden's Swedish players. Like Swedish players going to Malta or Tallinn to party, they're like drunks in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> but Norwegians are like they're just there having fun. They're nice. Yeah, they're calm. Yeah, yeah. They're, they don't drink too much. They drink just enough. That <laughs> super not true, maybe, but that's how I see it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my my my, my famous helper. Um, my great friend Johnny, um, he's uh, he's been pretty loud, even though he's been my helper. Like he has this really, really, really long beard, and he's drinking a lot of beer whenever he helps me, and especially in Tallinn, he's been helping me a bunch in Tallinn, and he's been the loudest guy of everyone in the. Uh, whenever I win a hand, he might just smash the table with the fucking bluff, <laughs> and just scream at it like. Fuck yeah, bro! <laughs> it's so funny. Dude, I didn't Anton. want to show that hand. <laughs> <laughs> remember Anton Wig, uh, fellow Swedish guy? He yeah. said, yeah. Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking pay you, bro. I'm gonna fucking pay your helper. I'm gonna bring him, bring, bring him um, uh, to every tournament I play to have him on my side to just tilt the shit out of people. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the awesome. greatest guy ever. I love that guy. And whenever I remember, I was like really, really deep into the V-Man Open. Uh, it was like 12 left. And I, <clears throat> I reached like 30 blinds with um, A-10 offsuits. Uh, and I got called. Now it's a huge pot. And, and I were up against pocket nines. And my helper, he said a flop. Nine, nine, deuce, five, four. I'm like, oh, fuck, quads. Oh, GG. I put on my jacket, ready to leave. And everyone was laughing. I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, I'm kidding, bro. We won, bro. We won. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, that's I'm the best so oh, I've ever that. heard. Yeah, that is so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's a legend. He's, fuck, he's a fucking legend. You've probably seen him if you've been in Tallinn. Like, you can't, you can't not see him because he's the loudest guy and with a big beard. So it's my great friend, Johnny. Yeah, great. great uh, awesome to hear. Uh, yeah, you mentioned uh, some of the uh, Norwegian friends you have in poker. Um, you do you have any Swedish friends as well playing poker? Yeah, I have um, one friend that I study poker. Yeah, we have a study session at least like one one time a week. Like we're gonna study tomorrow at twelve. Uh, that his nickname is Hander, so shout out to him. Um, yeah, I started with him. He's a young guy, young guy, and uh, really, really good. Uh, and he started with some really good uh, players, like you know, C. Darwin and Greenstone and those people. So uh, yeah, it's good to have uh, good players surrounding me. So uh, yeah, it's gonna uh, you know help me prefer much better having you know a Swede at my side. You know, Swedes are crushing, <laughs> much better than the Norwegians. <laughs> Uh, for sure, I've played a lot with him lately as well. He seems to be the first Swedish tournament player that seems that knows that overbetting is actually a thing. Bang bang! Yeah. Swedish players need to start <laughs> stop betting thirty percent on every spot. The only good thing about playing no limit. 
That's overbetting, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's why yeah. I'm, I'm constricted. Their big bets are like fifty-five percent. Like uh, yeah, they yeah. need to step up their game. Our yeah, Swedish comrades. A lot. <laughs> that's the best part of the game: overbetting. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's a good yeah. thing about no limit. You can like play a hand and end up on the river and like four x in the pot and no one knows what the hell is going on you can oh, just, yeah. <laughs> like in pot limit omaha that's imp- impossible if you come to the yeah. river you can't do anything <laughs> if you play the hand bad <laughs> until the river then yeah it's yeah. Bad. In no limit, oh, yeah, you can always yeah. like 10 extra pot on the river and like <laughs> just hope for it uh, yeah i love these spots you know dog park we're talking about those spots where your po- opponent is capped based on the line he can't have the nuts right you can have the nuts he can't and then you just 4x pot all in what the fuck is he supposed to do i love those <laughs> spots yeah yeah they're yeah great. they're great uh, spots yeah um i was thinking about uh, you do your study sessions on twitch uh, with uh, the pie solvers, do you do anything at your own? Like uh, when you don't, uh, do you study outside of this as well? You 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 touched on this, I guess you do. But um, mm. uh, do you do, how how much do you study a week in hours? Um, yeah, so after I've done uh, with my morning routine, making breakfast, I always study after breakfast. Uh, that's when I'm the most sharpest, and I have nothing to do anyways. So mm. I study for. Yeah, at least two hours every day. And after I'm done studying, I go to the gym. So usually I study replays from my own replays. So I just go through the hands and I just pause the video. I think about the hand. If there's something that I can't figure out by myself, then I ask Hander or Daniel to take a sim. Um, and lately, a couple of days, I've been studying with using your content, actually, when you play the Six Max, uh, the one that you won, Jerry. I've been listening to that for a couple of days. So I listen and you say, okay, what's your thoughts, guys? And then I pause the video and I say out my thoughts, not loud, but uh, in, in my head, of course. And then I press play again. I listen to your thoughts just to, you know, compare it to my thoughts. That's usually how I study. Very glad to hear that. That uh, that uh, our our show Poker Magikina is uh, reaching an international level, or <laughs> at, at yeah. least to some degree. I, I love that. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe you should uh, join us for an episode sometime. I think uh, people will love that. Yeah. That, that would be interesting. awesome. That, that would be, be great. Super good. That would be yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah just I'm, I am always going to say yes to that for sure. Yeah. I wish I actually thinking. Uh, when you study, do you study anything on your own? Like listening to something when you're not having like help with every decision or is there any content out there when you can pretty much just listen and don't have anyone telling you like telling you the hands or do mm. any like people making content or like um, training videos, is there any tra- training videos out there that you pretty much just can listen to that you can yeah, use? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. There's a lot of content, actually. That's why I listen to your content, because, uh, uh, yeah, I listen a couple of seconds. I heard the first flop, and Jerry said it. He's like, yeah, the flop here, Queen 9-4. I'm like, perfect, finally, someone who says the flop and everything. Now I can listen <laughs> to this shit. And, yeah, we have some Ben CB content. He also is pretty articular and saying shit in details that's perfect for me um 
yeah, some podcasts that I listen to, some breakdowns there. Uh, there's, you know, uh, not uh, not that many podcasts I listen to right now. But um, yeah, you can find you can find things on YouTube that's pretty, you know, friendly for the ear. I would say. Cool. So that's that's great. Awesome. On YouTube. Um. Um. Is there anything like, this is not like, I was going to say, maybe this can help others, but you're in such a unique situation that I don't think that is how I should phrase the question, but are there specific um, assistance from like, you know, AI or something that you can use that benefits your situation in poker? Is there anything that you can do to make it easier that isn't like, you know, your assistant? Like, is there any like program that can help you do this or that? there anything mm. um i know like the, the the other blind poker player who plays the wsop main he got sponsored by full tilt and he were playing poker by himself with no helper he had a program that told him everything but i haven't you know wrote any mails to the sites yet to mm. figure out that shit because i love doing how I'm, the way i'm doing it right now together with daniel and he loves it as well so yeah i'm not gonna you know change out daniel with uh, the computer <laughs> no, that, that uh, seems <laughs> yeah 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 so, uh, yeah. so I, I like the, the situation how it is actually. oh it's yeah. good to hear it's good to hear i, I actually have a question similar to that and uh, i'm super interested i'm like a super nerdy tech guy and i actually i'm one of the few that like like google assistants and siri and whatever uh, does that kind of technology help you a lot being blind i like if if i think compared to only like 10 years ago there must be so much more things that you can do by yourself these days because oh, of yeah. like ai and smartphones and whatever do you oh, yeah. can you use a lot of that by yourself oh yeah yeah i'm really lucky that i actually lost my eyesight uh, you know in 2014 and not uh, let's say 2005 then uh, i wouldn't be able to you know check out facebook check out youtube write to people on facebook um i have voiceover function on my phone i have voiceover on my computer i don't use my computer with voiceover but i use my phone every single day with voiceover and i can just uh, read in the messages I can write messages, it uh, takes longer time though, but uh, I can listen to whatever people write to me with no problem actually. So I can do most of the same things on my phone as you guys can do. So I'm extremely happy that uh, the modern era is so, you know, blind friendly, I would say. So, That's yeah, really super cool pretty, and it yeah. will only get better, I think. Yes. Uh, of course it will only get better, but that's super cool because I've... Uh, I've been thinking a lot about that like how much it must help people that have disabilities of any kind like even people that are not blind or anything but like just being i was thinking about it the other day if i like <laughs> if i fall down on the floor here and i have no phone and i can't move i can at least tell my google assistant to do something yeah. I've actually tried to calling an emergency number, but she can't do that, so that's pretty bad. But they can probably do some yeah. something, and uh, yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, with yeah, the you, AI can just shout, and, you can just shout to Siri, like, hey, Siri, call my mom, right? Yeah, and pretty much, yeah. Mm, uh, yeah. And, and that could like, save people's lives, um, mm. potentially. So uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. 
for sure for sure yeah sure. um do, so you know about our podcast you know about our uh, show pokemon did you like what's your like um relation or your how much do you know about the gambling cabin the, what do you know about it yeah when you first uh yeah first of all you gave us the biggest donation ever on the stream so uh, uh I, I thought uh because you called yourself perry maton on uh, twitch yeah <laughs> I, I thought that was uh, a fake nicker or something because uh, <laughs> I, I knew i knew perry mason been battling against perry mason on stars but i thought it was uh, someone else but then you started to talk about uh the podcast i'm like oh shit it is him it is actually him because uh, i did listen to the podcast uh, a couple of times uh, because of uh, my friend hander he gave me a clip of um, you talking and playing with lena 900 so i did listen to the whole whole thing and also the robin ulatalo podcast yeah. so that's how uh, i you know knew about your podcast through hander and um you know, you're interviewing crushers and uh, I were thinking about listening to the Martin Jacobson podcast when we were done with this, actually. Yeah, that it was, was a good one. one. Yeah, it I'm looking forward to that. I have a fo- follow-up question-ish. It's uh, being from Sweden, we don't get like much content out of Norway, like TV shows or we get some like scum or... Uh, but I, I imagine... It might just be me being Swedish, but like people from Finland and Norway, like know more about our content we do here in Sweden, like TV shows or podcasts or is, do you feel the same way? And do, (laughs) does it have something to do with like Norwegians can talk or listen or understand Swedish better than we can understand Norwegian? Yeah, I think so. Um, like uh, an example is uh, Paradise Hotel, right? Uh, we have the Paradise Hotel Norway, and every year there's at least one Swede on the on the show. But I guess okay. uh, you don't you don't have any Norwegian people on your Paradise Hotels, I would think. Uh, I don't uh, think so. No. Yeah, but you know the Swedes are uh, they're struggling with understanding the Norwegian. Some of them, the, 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 you know, the people on the Paradise Hotels, the Swedes. Struggling. It's kind of funny. You mentioned Preben uh, Slokan, who I'm yeah. uh, friendly with. And like every time we are, you know, I see him uh, on European poker tour or whatever. He's uh, always like talking Norwegian to me. And we, we start off by talking <laughs> Swedish, Norwegian. And I have to uh, ask him so many times. I'm like, I yeah. don't want to ask again. I don't want to say like, what did you say? <laughs> like in the end, he, he transitioned by himself without saying anything. Like, like we do this yeah. in English instead. It's, it's so much easier to do it in this way. Like, yeah. Yeah. And he talks really fast as well. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I understand why it's really hard to, uh, he's from the North, I think. Yeah. North. Yeah. So it's hard to, uh, and I, I actually, I actually think that Swedes think they know Norwegian better than they do because Norwegian mm. people, when they're talking to Swedish people, they like up Swedifies their English, they're, they're Norwegian. So yeah. we actually know and, and they change out words and especially if they're like born in Oslo or something. But I told yeah. it before we started the podcast that I was, a, was at a wedding like 10 years ago uh, with a, uh, I, the, my friend was marrying a Norwegian girl that pretty much grew up in Oslo and I understood her just fine. So I thought 
this is gonna be easy. And then I got like sat next to some of her relatives that was like from far, far north north in Norway and I couldn't understand a single word so we, we really don't understand Norwegian as we think uh, yeah, yeah yeah I did ask Hander before the podcast here uh, because Hander understands me 100% and I asked him uh, do you think I can do this uh, uh, in Norwegian he's like no way no way, no way, no way. <laughs> yeah I think uh, I think this might have been the smart choice for us to to do it in um, but it's like uh, another Norwegian poker player said to me, like, I was like, do you not like, because he was always talking English and usually with the Norwegian guys, I was talking Swedish slash Norwegian. And he was like, yeah, if we talk, if we talk Swedish and Norwegian, we will understand each other to like 85 to 90%. But if we talk English, we will understand like 99% of what, what we say. Mm. So it's just like higher EV, so to speak, yeah. to... Yeah. Um, it's Talking how you should be get better in English as well. So it's good for us to get some practice in here. Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. Uh, yeah, is this the first English podcast ever? Yes. 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 Oh, nice. Yeah, going to reach. This uh, is pre- broader, pretty much audience. the first time speaking English for me in like three years. When I played a lot of live poker, a lot of the dealers spoke English, and uh, some of the players spoke English. I pretty much spoke English like five, six times a week, like not like all the time, but at least for like 10, 15 minutes a day. And that helps just keeping it going. And it's like if if you get stopped on the street and someone asks you for directions and you have to switch from Swedish to English, it's like I have no idea what I'm talking about. It takes like <laughs> yeah. you need a, like a starting ramp to get 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 it going. Um, but it's uh, it's fun yeah. and it's probably something we should do. We've been talking about streaming in English and uh, doing something. <laughs> we actually uh, tried once to stream in English. We did this. Uh, <laughs> we actually did this uh, sort of like. Uh, now I'm losing the word, uh, the English word for it, but we did this Sweden versus Norway versus Finland in the PLO. And we, it was like, it was like me and the 11 best PLO players in the world. Uh, <laughs> but we do, they usually do, I don't know if you heard of this, the Finnish PLO guys, they have this uh, Twitch channel called the Beasts of Poker. Uh, never heard heard? Of no, 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 no. But it's like, you know, EEE27 and Jockey Minen mm. and uh, a, a lot of these like super high stakes guys. And they, they always do it in English. And when we did this, like, you know, uh, I don't, I, I can't find the word. Uh, whatever. When we played against them and we were going to do it in English and we had our boss, Bengan, who mm. did, you know, the thing with uh, Lena 900, we were talking about uh, the match mm. and interview. Yeah. And his English was like, like I don't think he's that bad at English, but I don't think he was very confident because he was doing this like very <laughs> Swedish English where he was talking like this and very articulate <laughs> about every word. And <laughs> That's pretty much how it gets when you start, when, when you're not comfortable talking English, you like mm. sweeten it up and yeah. Yeah. pretend you're bad and then you just get bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had problems in the beginning when we were streaming as well. I had to drink alcohol to be comfortable uh, talking English. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Daniel, he wanted to do it in English because he has English, uh, like he's talking English because I have a girlfriend from Poland so he's talking English every day. So he's so comfortable. But, you know, that was actually so something I, I thought about because you're both Norwegian and not only do you do this and play seven tables blind, but you're also talking in what's not your native language how mm. 
is that more difficult or is that like, I mainly Jerry talked about this and he actually thinks a lot in English and that's just super weird to me but fine <laughs> and, <weird>. but <laughs> playing poker I was like the first thing I do when I open up a poker site or something is that I change out of Swedish and go to English because Swedish mm. words for poker terms is like super weird so yeah. I pretty much talking poker there's a lot of English so it might not be a big a problem as I thought it was but what do you think is is it worse talking English over talking Norwegian um yeah in the beginning I, I thought uh, you know talking English was uh, was much harder than uh, Norwegian yeah, we had some Norwegian streams in the beginning it felt much more comfortable but uh, after a while, just doing English, then it was uncomfortable talking uh, Norwegian, actually. <laughs> it, was uncomfortable. it was uncomfortable to listen to. When I listened back to the replay, when I was talking in English, Norwegian, it just doesn't, didn't sound right at all. Like English sounds much better uh, when you're streaming, I think. Uh, uh, just because, you know, reaching a bigger audience and, um, you know, the Norwegian terms for poker, you know, as you said, uh, it just sounds silly, I think. Yeah, yeah I just think. I, I just think so. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem right. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem right at all. Like <laughs> I, I stream in Swedish, but like I talk a lot of English. I mean, I wonder how many words I say. Like I think it's hmm. definitely over ten percent. Probably over twenty percent that I use in English because first of all, you have all the poker words. You know, you always say like yeah. free betting. You would never like say triasatsning mm. as it would be in Swedish. Sounds like <laughs> so yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then, yeah, then yeah, I have like yeah. I always like since you talk like it's a bit different for you because you can actually have like if you have like some okay you usually don't have that much like you know dead time but you can actually have a conversation if that would happen like if you sit there mm. alone and no one is writing in the chat it's like I need to like to stay sharp and to like mm. keep it entertaining i start to change it up and start talking english i start talking english with a russian accent like i do a lot of things <laughs> just to you know keep it uh, going because otherwise i just sit there and like you know start sleeping or something so, <laughs> so it's, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because whenever i i stream as well you know um yeah i just i just think uh, right now it's most comfortable you know for me to just uh, do it in english than doing it in norwegian because uh, yeah. um you know norwegian i'm not used to it anymore so now it's just feels weird and uh, yeah, yeah when i when i do like hand histories together with tender as well there's some swedish words that i didn't understand in the beginning like bread 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 it's super weird that it's called a bread, I actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when I think about it, yeah, it's super. Yeah, uh, when you listen to the Norwegian championship as well, uh, then they say like, uh, ah, här har han ett stort spekter med händer. It's like a big range, oh, okay. range, <laughs> spectre instead of range. I'm like, oh, sounds so stupid. <laughs> I actually have a super like cringy story about that when I when I um, was working in a club in Sweden, like. 10 years ago maybe uh, we had some young guns coming in playing low stakes no limit hold them for like they were like a group of four guys and they were so they had such weird expressions for stuff so they called brädan they <laughs> they actually called it borden so there was like and I sat there and was like yeah there was like Kung Dam Fyra on the on Borden. And I was like, what the hell are they talking about? And then some of them grew up becoming 
live crushers, but that's another story. But um, yeah, <laughs> it's weird with Swedish and probably yeah. Norwegian expressions in poker. So uh, <laughs> sounds like a king queen four. Uh, what a boring flop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, boredom, boredom flop. Oh yeah, king queen four. Is it to misinterpret? I I think like this is uh, there is so many questions and it's always so much fun. It's been a fantastic podcast, but I want to round it out with asking, what do you do outside of poker? Like, what can you do? You talk to it. You you still go to the gym? Yeah, I go to the gym like yeah five times a week. Usually, I do mostly yeah volume, trying to build up my body. Some strength training as well, but more volume these days. So yeah, and I have a great girlfriend, a great son, two year old son. And uh, great house, great friends. So my life is actually much better now than when I had eyesight, uh, which uh, is shocking for people to hear. But I'm still pursuing poker, which is my passion. And uh, uh, the thing that's the difference between now and then is that I have a you know great life with a great you know, girlfriend and great son, and that I didn't have. Uh, before losing my eyesight so i'm extremely grateful grateful for daniel grateful for my girlfriend who supports me even though i play poker maybe way too much but uh, <laughs> you know i'm extremely grateful for that i feel, I, I actually i'm actually in the same boat there i have uh, i have a six week old son actually so i'm very new to becoming a parent but i i don't wanna like i still want to play poker and it's like sometimes i get uh, what do you say you know i get a bit I feel a bit guilty for playing maybe more than i yeah. actually have to but uh, way too kind of a girl, girlfriend so i i get to do I, it i like the... that you use the word that you have to jerry you don't have to play poker <laughs> I, did i say that that i don't yeah, I, maybe that. i don't have to play poker but like you know there's always like nowadays it's always you know there's always like if wpt is the millions online you know it's always yeah. a tournament series. like honey these two weeks it's a tournament series. yeah but it was like last two weeks and it was one, one month ago it was also tournament series like so i don't think that excuse will work anymore I'm, I'm just saying but, to my girlfriend, yeah, I have to go, you know, making money for my family, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my excuse. So, so obviously the, the reason, that like, why, why the, the difference like... between you and Jerry, Stephen, is that Jerry can only, if he just wants to make money, he can just play Bomben, as we call in Sweden. You yeah. bet results on three games and then... Uh, he just crushes, of course. He uh, <laughs> yeah, didn't I basically even won the lottery. The, the game, of pretty ago. much. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But you actually have that that question, Jerry. You you talking about sports betting? Do you do you bet any sports or anything like that, or is it just poker for you? Uh, you mean if I bet any sports right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did when I had eyesight though, but uh, yeah, right now I don't because I did bet sports because it was fun, you know, to have a sweat, you know, watching the yeah. game. But yeah, I don't watch soccer. Yeah, I love soccer, but I don't, I'm, I don't listen to soccer. That's a waste of time, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah if I had it's eyesight, weird. Yeah, no, that's different uh, yeah. than I, if I had eyesight. Then I, yeah, then I did sports betting. Yeah, yeah. that seems very reasonable. Yeah, uh, we should round it out, but uh, we should actually change it back to svenska, vilket känns sjukt svårt just nu, uh, där vi ska, där vi måste promotera vad som snart kommer upp, och det är vår egen turneringsserie på Partypoker, The exactly. Gambling, Cabin, Gambling Cabin Championship, som börjar om 
exakt tio dagar va? Den 20 mars så kommer vi ha första, eh, de första två eventen vilket är Ladies Championship, en 33 dollars turnering som bara är för tjejer eh, och en nu ska vi se om jag säger rätt 0,5 dollars turnering en 50 cents rebuy turnering en Wild West turnering med mängder av rebuys och grejer så Tack. missa inte det och sen så kommer vi också ha eh, följande lördagar kommer vi ha sex max championship och man har championship och main event den 10 april och uh, I was hoping that we could see you in the main event, uh, Steven. It's actually a $109 and a $22 tournament, which uh, will be super fun. And uh, maybe we will have a bank in there and team money in there. So the value will be very good as well. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, uh, Are you allowed yes. to play on party poker in Norway now? No, oh, yeah. No, that's... Unfortunately, we oh, can yeah, because of new true. regulations. Yeah, that's really, really because, yeah, we're playing a lot of poker party poker last year but yeah not anymore unfortunately oh that's that's bad. So you, much. you guys have it pretty much even worse than we have uh, with <laughs> yeah. regulations uh, yeah. I, i don't know if you've heard about if you if you've listened to our podcast you've probably heard about it but we can only de- only deposit five thousand crowns in yeah, one no. site every week uh, so yeah. that's been a big problem for a lot of high stakes players mm. and uh Uh, I've heard like you, so like a rumor, I don't know if it's true, like two years ago that Norwegians coming to Sweden couldn't even use their credit cards on like small shops called Pressbyrån because they sold like lottery tickets or something there and you couldn't use your card uh, because of regulations versus gambling somehow. Oh, that's sick. I, I, I didn't know about that. Yeah, I'm, that's why I don't, I don't swap that much with Andrew either, because we can't even money transfer to each other on PokerStars yeah, uh, because he's on Sweden. So that's yeah, really sad. You can still money transfer. Do you have PokerStars? When you play on PokerStars, do you have PokerStars.eu or do you got an own one? Your own um, one, PokerStars.no. Do you know that? Um, I think it's just EU. Missa inte TGC Championship eh, som då som sagt börjar om tio dagar och håller på fyra lördagar i rad. Det kommer bli skitkul och eh, det är alltså som våra egna turneringar fast med mycket bättre struktur än våra home games brukar vara. Och pokaler. Pokaler, precis. Yes. Du kommer få ett bevis på att du har vunnit. Som du kan visa mormor eller flickvän eller vem du nu vill göra. Exakt. Men jag tror vi säger så för den här gången. Steven, yeah, I just, Steven mm. you, I, I, like, I have to say this. You need to be on Pokémon. It would be great. I was like, there was. I was so pumped for that idea, and I, uh, I still am. So I am as well. That, I am that as really well. needs needs to uh, yeah. happen. Yeah, just soon. give me date and time, and I'll for sure gonna be there. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Sure. awesome. Yeah. And awesome. thank you so yeah. much for the for bringing me on. It's been a great podcast. Uh, yeah, it's great big podcast. big thanks for you. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but until next time, uh, lycka till vid borden. Ciao. Hey, poor. Peace out.